0: Welcome to the Eric
1: Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, if you want to be on the show, 877-973-7425. Glad to have you with me. Keep praying for the folks down in Florida. Listen, uh, there is a hurricane relief fund. The it, It's been a disaster down there. I got to tell you, it, it has not been good. Uh, if you would like to donate to the Hurricane Relief Fund in Florida, you can text the word DONATE to 33777. Text DONATE to 33777, and I will send you back the link to the state of Florida's 501c3 um, for the Florida Volunteer Fund to donate. It's, it's been a mess. Uh, let me get you some audio here. This is Governor Ron DeSantis.
2: Right now, if you look in central Florida, You're looking at potential major flooding in Orange and Seminole counties. Uh, St. John's River all the way up potentially into into Northeast Florida and Jacksonville. The amount of water that's been rising and will likely continue to rise today even as the storm is passing uh, is basically a 500 year flood event. And I know Seminole County has 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 done evacuations. I know they've issued uh, opened shelters, uh, but uh, we're going to see a lot of images about uh, the destruction that was done in Southwest Florida. And obviously we have massive assets there, uh, but people should just understand this. This storm is having broad impacts across the state, and some of the flooding you're going to see in areas hundreds of miles from where this made landfall um, are going to set records. And that's going to obviously be, be things that, um, uh, th- that will need to be responded to.
1: Uh, One more about some of the reports out there about the number of casualties from the storm. There are lots of reports of hundreds of people dead. It keeps coming up in a lot of the conversations about uh, the uh, climate change and how the strength of the storm is because of climate change. Reporters have kind of seized on that. Uh, Here's this exchange. There
0: have been reports that maybe
2: there were hundreds of fatalities. County, do you have any clarification
0: on how? So n- none of that is
2: confirmed. I think uh, w- what that is is there were 911 calls for people saying, hey, the water is rising in my home. I'm going to go up in the attic, but I'm really worried. Of course, those folks are now uh, going to be uh, going to be checked on. And so I think you'll have more clarity about that uh, in, in the next day or so as they're able to go to those locations and determine whether people uh, need need services or, or are able to be rescued. Uh, my is is that you know that water was very very high uh but my hope is is that if folks did go higher if they were there it's not comfortable uh but now we're in a situation i mean if you're there they want to come get you and and so hopefully we'll be able to see a lot of those people brought to safety
1: we do hope that is the case Uh, in prayers for those people there is a lot of Well, a a whole lot of stuff happening in Florida, obviously, and the situation there continues to change. The storm is now a tropical storm. It is no longer a uh, hurricane, but it continues to dump a ton of water. So we will keep you posted as events progress. Uh, It is, it's just not a good situation. Uh, Prayers for those in Florida. Again, if you want to donate to, disaster relief program that Florida has set up. You can text the word donate to 33777. Now we have to jump back to a story from yesterday. It is the story of Joe Biden and Jackie. Let me go to what happened yesterday. If you had texted the word data to 33777, you would have gotten yesterday's stack of stuff and you would have heard the audio of the President of the United States on stage looking for Jackie Walorski, the Congresswoman. The clip has kind of gone viral now as he was at a White House conference on hunger, nutrition, and health. This is what happened.
2: And so many of you know so much about this as well, and you're committed. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie. Are you here? Where's Jackie?
1: Jackie, you here. Where's Jackie? Well, this is Corinne Jean-Pierre at the White House responding when uh, Cecilia Varga from ABC News asked uh, what the heck was going on. What happened in the hunger event today the president appeared to look around the room uh for an audience member a member of congress who passed away last month he seemed to indicate she might be in the room what, so, what
0: happened? so the president w- was uh as you all know you guys were watching uh today's event a very important event on uh, food insecurity the president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work he had uh he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the white house on friday there will be uh, a bill signing in her honor this coming friday uh, so of course she was on his mind she was of top of mind uh, for the president he uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming friday he
1: said jackie are you here where's jackie she must not be here
0: no i totally understand i just i just explained she was on top of mind uh, Um, you know this wasn't what we were able to witness today and what the president was able to lift up uh, in this uh, at this conference at this event uh, was how her uh, her focus on um, wanting to uh uh, deal with combat food insecurity in america and this is something that he was lifting up and honoring and again he knows that he's going to see her family this coming friday there's a bill signing uh, that's going to happen in renaming a va clinic in in indiana after the late congresswoman he knows that he is going to see her family and she was at top of mind
1: he she was so at top of mind that the president of the united states Forgot she was dead. He commented and lowered flags on August 3rd uh, in her memory. Her family was asked about this late yesterday. They said that uh, he's doing the best he can. Uh, Everybody was okay. Uh, They hated it happened, and they'll see him later this week. Now, Biden, for his part, did come out last night and address this issue. We've got the audio. I want to tell you my secret now. I see. That, that was the president of the United States late last night uh, telling the world his secret about what actually happened. Um, I, I, I dwell on this story for, for a reason. To its credit, the New York Times ran a story on this today but seemed to be dismissive of the entire situation. That, well, you know, uh, these, these Republicans, they keep seizing on the issue. Did you know the president of the United States has had two brain aneurysms? Did you know the president of the United States has had two brain aneurysms? Let's go back to June of 2020. The president of the United States at the time... Donald John Trump, he is seen at West Point, the United States Military Academy, walking down a ramp, and he walks down the ramp rather slowly, rather carefully. The man is 74 years old, and he walks carefully down. Here's the headline of the New York Times. Trump's halting walk down ramp raises new health questions. Trump's walk down, halting walk down ramp raises new health questions. The subheading, the president also appeared to have trouble raising a glass of water to his mouth during a speech at West Point a day before he turned 74, the oldest a president has been in his first term. You got that? Now, here is here is the headline for what happened yesterday. Where's Jackie? Biden asks if deceased lawmakers at White House event. President Biden apparently forgot that Representative Jackie Walorski, Republican of Indiana, had died in August. They covered it. At least they covered it. They'll cover it and dismiss it. This was a multi-day story when Donald Trump did it. Don't believe me? Here's the Washington Post. Trump tries to explain his slow and unsteady walk down a ramp at West Point. President Trump late Saturday tried to explain his slow and unsteady walk down a ramp at the United States Military Academy at West Point, which has generated concern and mockery on social media by claiming the walkway was very slippery and that he was worried about falling. The walk in question came at the conclusion of Saturday's commencement addresses at West Point. Elements of Trump's explanation strain credulity. Trump's claim the ramp had been very slippery was inconsistent with the weather, which on Saturday in West Point was sunny and clear-skied. The grass plain on which the commencement took place was dry. In addition, Trump wrote that he ran down the final stretch of the ramp. Video footage of the event shows the president picking up his pace slightly for the final two steps, but that was hardly considered a run or a jog by any standard definition. Once on flat ground, Trump appeared to walk normally that was the Washington Post. Now, the, the, the uh, purveyor of regurgitated conventional wisdom at, at CNN, Chris Saliza, who when Chris, if Chris Saliza put it to you this way, if he came out today and said the sky is blue, I would have to go outside and check to be sure. That's how wrong he always is. This is his headline from June 15th. Now, keep in mind, this is now two days removed from the event Chris Eliza is writing, Why the Donald Trump West Point Ramp Story Actually Matters. Some of his reasons why, Trump is 74, the oldest person ever elected to a first term of the White House. Number two, Trump's medical pass is a total mystery. Number three, Trump makes his opponent's health a major issue. That's why it actually matters. In fact, he concludes, so yes, of course, the president's tentative and slow walk down a ramp is a story. Donald Trump made it one. I have not yet seen Crystaliza write about why Donald Trump why Joe Biden matters. In fact, in fact, here is the story. It's uh, just posted overnight. Joe Biden's latest gaffe plays right into the Republicans hands. Really, That is Crystaliza. That is it. Joe Biden's latest gaffe plays right into Republican hands as opposed to why Joe Biden's gaffe matters. Hmm, bias much? And you see what they'll do is they're going to move on from the story. Donald Trump's story was a multi-day story in the media. Joe Biden is a man who literally has had two brain aneurysms the oldest man to ever serve as president of the United States. And he sees dead people on a stage at the White House. This is like, remember when Joe Biden announced to the world he had cancer? And the White House actually like, ah, no, that's just the dementia. Just the dementia. Really? Hmm. Uh, y'all, I highlight the story, one, because it is an interesting story reaction from the press it's it's a real i think reaction that um we should take note of the media spent multiple days on donald trump walking down a ramp and essentially when asked, well he started it he made joe biden's health an issue the media doesn't even want to make joe biden look at john fetterman Had Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania not made Fetterman's health after a massive stroke about which Fetterman lied an issue, the media would never even be engaged in the story. you know they're upset that Dr. Oz suggested John Fetterman needed to eat more fruits and vegetables. A video has now surfaced of John Fetterman several years ago telling people they need to eat more fruits and vegetables if they want to get healthy. They weren't upset then they're upset now the double standards on these things right themselves the double standards on these things are very telling they want to spend multiple days on donald trump walking down steps walking down gingerly a ramp they do not want to spend a lot of time on joe biden saying he sees dead people i want to tell you my secret now Everybody asked me about bowl and branch sheets. I actually put up a picture the other day. We got some in our house because we order from them. We actually are customers. And they're like, oh my gosh, are they really that good? Yes, they get softer every single time you wash them. I mean, they use 100% organic cotton threads. They're super soft. You get such a good sleeve. They have just the great weight to them. Like I had a pair of sheets we actually threw away when we replaced it with bowling branch, where is they were just like too light and also not very soft. The bowling branch, they're perfect. The drape across your body when you sleep absolutely perfect. Bolin Branch uses the highest quality threads on earth for superior softness for a better night's sleep. They've got over ten thousand stellar reviews. Their signature sheets come in nine neutral colors in all sizes from twin to California king. You will feel the difference, and they're hundred percent free from toxins, no pesticides, no formaldehyde, no harsh chemicals. Get fifteen percent off your first set of sheets when you use promo code Eric E R I C K at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-Branch.com. The promo code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Y'all, bless her heart. Bless her heart. Kamala Harris is at the demilitarized zone in South Korea. Apparently, uh, maybe she will internalize what a secure border looks like before she comes back to the United States. I I, I don't know if she can, though. Uh, (laughs) The vice president
0: of the United States. So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance that is strong and enduring. <laughs> you yeah.
1: OK. I could do an entire show today. This, this was not my point. Um, I could do an entire show today on media bias and go back to the 1990s and pull archival footage of how the media reacted to Dan Quayle misspelling potato. And what was notable about that is that the potato uh, word was written on the card. That they, so for those of you who don't, I mean, I was a kid when it happened. Dan Quayle was George H.W. Bush's vice president of, of the United States. He was in a school. They were doing a spelling bee and he asked a kid to spell potato, P-O-T-A-T. Tl potato. And Dan Quayle says, "Not you missed the E on the end. And the media sensation was, oh, my gosh, Dan Quayle gets this fifth grader to misspell potato. What the media failed to report until later was that the teacher had written potato wrong on the note card. And so the E was on the end of the note card. And Quill laughingly put it off, didn't blame the teacher, didn't feel like it was a setup, and said he thought he'd been misspelling potato all of his life. The media, of course, didn't cover any of that stuff, and, and Dan Quill uh, became this this uh, viewed as an idiot because the fifth-grade teacher had misspelled potato on the note card that he she had given him to use. And the media turned into a big story. This is the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris- in South Korea at the demilitarized zone saying the United States has a very important relationship which is an alliance with the Republic of
0: North Korea. So the United States shares a very important relationship which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea and it is an alliance that is strong and enduring.
1: So you have the Vice President of the United States saying we're in alliance with North Korea and the president of the United States is all like, I want to tell you my secret now. I see dead people. Uh, can you imagine the coverage of this was the Trump administration or the Bush administration or the Reagan My gosh, the national media gives these people a pass. The president sees dead people and the vice president sees a strategic relationship with North Korea. And only Fox News is focusing, literally only Fox News is focusing on this. Ah, <sighs> my goodness. I, I, you know, the distrust that's out there in the nation has a lot to do, the media is culpable for a lot of it. Because everyone knows politicians lie, everyone knows politicians are idiots. And we've tended as this country over the decades, even as we knew the media had a liberal bias, to still trust the media because even though they were biased, we we knew we could at least get a fair. You can't get a fair hearing from them anymore. They will cover it up. They will cover all of this up to protect the Democrats because they are all in now on the Democratic Party. Their polling has a bias for the Democrats, that's not surprising. Their headlines have a bias for the Democrats, that's not surprising. Their entire world now exists to punish Republicans for daring to have ever elected Donald Trump who hated them. It's all about them. Every story is about the media, and they will protect the Democrats, and so no one trusts the media. And as a result, people are running down rabbit holes on on social media Finding other liars who tell them what they want to believe and they don't trust anybody anymore, and it's causing massive turmoil in our society. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. Welcome to the program. If you want to get the live stream, of the podcast, or sign up for the daily email, text the word show to 33777. Uh, I, I gotta pull back the curtain and give you a peek in real quick uh, because you may hear something. You might not. I mean, I got a great, great quality microphone. But I feel like I should tell you. Um, so I've got... My wife and I, we, we put up those little cameras that you can around the house. Uh, and I get kind of tired of them because if a car drives by, you get the alert. If a spider dangles down in front of it, you get the alert. If a leaf blows by, you get the alert. And then it just comes to us. It doesn't go anywhere else. Uh, so there's this company uh, in Atlanta called Owen Security. And they have essentially uh they they call it their virtual security guard and it's a they put cameras around the house and then it goes to a live operator video feed so if a leaf blows in front of the camera they get the alert and they can do well it's just a leaf no big deal as opposed to it's somebody showing up uh at the house who's not supposed to be there and instead of calling me to confirm that it actually is a person or something they can just call the police straight away I mean, I don't have the money to hire a full-time security guard at my house, and we have had several incidents in the past where people have showed up at the house. Uh, We actually had a security guard at one point, and my kid to this day is still traumatized. We, We had an incident where people showed up at the house to threaten us. And so there was a security guard stationed in front of our house for a while, and my daughter thought it would be great to bake him cookies. So she made him cookies. She was what at the time probably 11 and 12 and she walked down the driveway to give him cookies and he was sound asleep in the car and it totally like traumatized her that the security guard was asleep in the car well I mean, so this is like a 24-7 camera system, and it's live monitored at all times. So if someone ever does show up at the house, they can immediately call the police. I'm not having to cover the cost of a security guard, and it's tied into the alarm system and everything else at the house. So uh, I'm telling you this. um, One, it's cool technology I did not know existed. Uh, The company is called Owen Security. Uh, In fact, uh, I was at Barnsley Gardens this weekend, which is a resort in North Georgia, and they use them for their security detail. Uh, around the properties, their cameras and, and systems. But the reason I'm telling you is because they're here now. I, I'm in the home studio. I got to be here for them to install it. If you hear weird noises and whatnot, it's probably them with the the electric screwdrivers and drills and stuff, drilling holes to run cables and and put in the security system and the cameras. We we had a security system. I got bulletproof windows from my days at CNN. They literally. Uh, this was kind of why my wake up call to life. I was a, I was an analyst for CNN. They put a TV studio in my house. And they came one day, and they decided they needed to to bulletproof the windows. And I I don't know that they're they're technically, like, full bulletproof. Um, They've got some sort of laminate they put on them, and it kind of quiets things down in the room anyway. But they were like, there's no delay. If you're talking live on air from this location, given the setup, there's not really a delay. So we need to um, make sure you don't get shot live on TV. It's like do what? What? It was kind of a wake up call for me. Um, it, it, but I mean, it's it, it sound pro- helped soundproof the house too. But kind of put the fear of God in me, and, and then to have people show up at the house to threaten us, um, and and we, the number of we've had several incidents. So I'm like, you know, and in, instead of me putting up the little ring cameras and stuff, it's time to go with like like grown up security for my house. And so these people owe insecurity. They do it and uh, they do it for businesses as well. In fact, they were telling me about a, a car company that uses them and they kept having cars stolen off a lot. Insurance was gonna cancel them. But so these people, what this so security system does is they have these giant, giant speakers that are tied to these cameras. And so they can say, hey, you in the brown shirt, we're actually watching you. This isn't a recorded voice. The police are on their way, scare the bejesus out of the bad guys and they run away, which is exactly what I want. Um, somebody who's constantly monitoring it. So in any event, If you hear the drills and the hammers and stuff, that's what's happening in the background. I'm here because of it. My microphone's really good. It tends not to pick up that. Like, I doubt you're hearing the guy with the leaf blower right outside my window right now. Literally, there's a guy with the leaf blower, the lawn care guy. But I can't wait to have an office. I can't wait. Now, I have to move on to other stuff. The phone number, if you want to call in, 877-973-7425. We must talk about how I know something. I know something and I'm going to share my knowledge with y'all. It is a sign. It is a tell. It is a revelation. I know Stacy Abrams is toast. I know Stacey Abrams is going to lose. All the caveats about, well, it depends on turnout and voters better show up. They better not take it for granted, blah, 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 blah. I know she's going to lose. How do I know Stacey Abrams is going to lose? I know because the Washington Post fact checkers would not be running the story they're running today if Stacey Abrams was going to win, if she had a chance. But they have to do it now so they can take the moral high ground letter and say, of course we wrote about this, of course we did, of course, of course we, we were fact checkers, we fact checked her, we played on both sides fair. They would never have run the story if she wasn't toast. If she even had a chance, they would not run this story but i know she's toast because the fact checker at the washington post is running this story headline stacy abrams's rhetorical twist on being on being an election denier In 2018, Abrams lost a bitter election to become Georgia's governor to Brian Kemp, then the state's secretary of state, and refused to concede after suggesting Kemp used his position to manipulate his way to victory. Now, Abrams is in a rematch with Kemp, fending off questions from reporters that she's little different from former President Donald Trump, who has falsely claimed election fraud led to his defeat by Joe Biden. In recent weeks, she has subtly adjusted language to argue that, unlike Trump, she never denied the election and never denied that I lost. Quote, the difference with Trump is very stark. When I did not win my election in 2018, the first thing I said was that I acknowledged the outcome, that the new governor was Brian Kemp. I was not the governor, but I did say the system was broken. In an interview with The 19th this month, Abrams said, quote, My point was that the access to the election was flawed, and I refuse to concede a system that permits citizens to be denied access that is very different than someone claiming fraudulent outcomes. However, in a review of numerous interviews, it shows Abrams' used language denying the outcome of the election. She now appears to be playing down. For instance... Abrams at various times has said the election was stolen, and even in a New York Times interview said, I won. She suggested the election laws were rigged, and that it was not a free or fair election. She also claimed that voter suppression was to blame for her loss, even though she admitted she could not empirically prove that. While she did acknowledge Kemp was governor, she refused to say he was a legitimate governor. Abrams made these claims while often leaving herself a rhetorical exit. When she said the election was stolen, she often hastened to add that it was stolen from the people of Georgia. Moreover, unlike Trump, Abrams has not attempted to rile supporters to violence or call into question the outcome of the election before it takes place. Actually, that's a lie. She's done that this year. Abrams suggested after the uh, vote, the election law change in Georgia that she could lose because they could suppress the vote. Um, they wouldn't be running this story if Abrams were going to be governor of the state of Georgia. They wouldn't be running the story. They would deny it altogether. They would cover it up. They would move on. Abrams continued to suggest the election was stolen through 2019 and even as recently as 2021. Quote, Brian Kemp won under the rules that were in place. What I object to are rules that permitted thousands of Georgia voters to be denied their participation in this election or to have their votes cast. She said when questioned by Senator Ted Cruz on April 20th, 2021. My full language was that it was stolen from the voters of Georgia. We do not know what they would have done because not every eligible Georgian was permitted to participate fully in the election. Um, um, Stacey Abrams is an election denier. She's no different from Donald Trump. The media, you will note, it is September 29th, 2022, as I'm reading this. September 29th, 2022. Her quotes are from 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. They, they even ignore uh, the 2022 quotes where she suggests this coming election could be stolen because of a change in law. They, they Maybe they don't know that one exists, but it does. She said it. Why? Why is this story only happening now on September 29th, 2022? She's been the president of United Earth for six months now. She's been on the news and in the news for the last four years. This has been an issue since January 6th, 2021. And they're only just now talking about it. Why? What has changed that the media would only now decide to talk about this story? What is it that made the difference? Could it be the polling? Could it be the polls? Could it be they know she doesn't have a chance in hell now? It's safe. Her career is over. I was speaking at an event last night. Man, I want to go back to this place. It was a farm out in Buckhead, Georgia. Not Buckhead like Atlanta's financial center Buckhead, but Buckhead, Georgia, out on Lake Oconee, rural part of the state of Georgia. Absolutely gorgeous. So I I have done very limited numbers of campaign events this year. But uh, a guy I know who I just simply think the world of named Tim Fleming is running for the state legislature. He was the chief of staff to Brian Kemp, the governor for a while. He's running for the state legislature, God bless him. I don't know why he'd wanna do it, but he is. And I did an event for Tim last night. We're out on this farm and I was telling him what's gonna happen when Abrams loses, not if, but when she loses. Have you all seen videos? By, my, so I got a buddy of mine, David Cannon. And David Cannon was a youth pastor who's a brilliant photographer. And now he's become this photographer. He's not a youth pastor anymore. And he goes all over the world taking fishing photographs for Cabela, Bass Pro, uh, Duckhead. I mean, he, the man is just, he's an amazing photographer. He's the guy who got me into fly fishing. It's his fault. I've become an addict. Um, it, It's totally his fault. But he put up. A video from he goes down to to the Amazon a lot to go fishing down there and doing fly fishing photography, fishing photography down in, in the Amazon jungle basin and the river basin. And he put up this picture and it was of someone sticking like this cow leg in the water and the piranha. I've never seen – I mean, I, I like I saw the horror movie when I was a kid. I didn't think it was – I mean, just – I mean, there's just – all of a sudden, there's a bone. You, you stick this giant piece of meat in the water, and suddenly the piranha just – they devour it, and there's nothing there but a clean bone. It's the most amazing thing. That's what the Democrats are going to do to Stacey Abrams in Georgia the day after this election is over she'll be the leg in the water. They'll be the piranha. They they are resentful, seething with resentment that she stacked the deck. She said, you're going to run for this spot, and you're going to run for this spot, and you're going to run for this spot. And no, you can't run for this spot. You're going to run for this spot. I'm going to run for governor, and we're going to win. And holy moly, what a disaster. They're all going to lose. She built this entire operation. She built this massive team. She got this massive fundraising operation. She got all these people around the country 84% of her money comes from around the country not Georgia and she blew it she lost her sense of humor she lost her personability she lost her ability to campaign but it's not just her the guy she's running against stood up to the president of the United States and reopened the state of Georgia when Donald Trump told him not to got the economy going, got a record to run on. He's not Trump's man anymore. Abrams thought she'd be running against Minnie Trump. Instead, she's running against Brian Kemp, regular Bud Light drinker. And she herself comes across as too arrogant, out of touch, and pretentious. And the media has tried to cover it all up and put her on TV and fawn over her and love her and praise her. And only now is the media turning on Stacey Abrams. Because they know the gig is up. They know the show is over. They see the writing on the wall. And it's time for the piranha to approach. The day after the election, it's going to be like the the dudes in the Wizard of Oz who throw water on the witch and she melts. They're like, oh, thank God, we're free. That's how the Democrats in Georgia are going to operate. They are so seething with resentment right now. She put them on a ship and it's sinking. For the media to come out now and say Stacey Abrams is an election denier, just like Donald Trump, means even the national media knows the score, knows the time, knows the poll, and knows her 15 minutes are almost up. Fortunately, kind of like your 401k. Everything is crashing and burning around here. The Dow's down over 400 points. NASDAQ down over 300. S&P 500 down 73 points. If you are interested in using physical gold and silver to see if you can manage your portfolio, reach out to my friends at GoldCo. Their number is 855-904-5933. You'll get a free wealth protection kit to learn how to use physical gold and silver to protect and grow your money. Thousands of retirees are protecting their retirement savings. Many are getting $10,000 or more in free silver for doing it. Call my friends at Goldco. find out how you qualify for their special offer. They've helped thousands of Americans. They want to see if they can help you. Call them. Just see if they're a good fit for you, 855-904-5933. Or you can text my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. I'll text you their number back. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Um, I, I just real quick, I I have lived in hurricane areas, but I've never lived on a coast that necessitated an evacuation. I am flummoxed. I, I genuinely am flummoxed by the people who refuse to evacuate. Now I realize there are times, I remember what was a Hurricane Floyd a couple others there. Everybody did a mass evacuation, and then it wobbled, and it wound up to have been for naught uh, that they were given a pass, and it, it wound up hitting somewhere else. And then a few weeks later, another hurricane came in. A lot of those people. It wasn't a bad hurricane, and and I get the media also can overplay hurricanes. Like uh, Hurricane One, Two, and Three. They're they. I I actually think they're it it they're they're really bad rainstorms with a lot of wind. Yes, they're they're not good but they're also not cat fives. They're, they're not high-end category four storms. This storm, Ian, went on shore right at category four, five, it, right there on the on the line. It had massive winds. We knew there was gonna be a massive storm surge and I'm just flummoxed by the people who said, yeah, I'm just gonna ride it out. Many of them, their homes are underwater today. I guess they're in their attics maybe. Um, It just, I'm, it just, I, it, I realize experts can get it wrong, but it's a massive hurricane praying for all of those people. But my goodness.